0: Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. One of the most frustrating things that has happened in recent years is the deterioration of trust in our nation's institutions. When we go to the doctor or we go to the hospital, we want someone that is there to help us get well or better and and not someone who is influenced by money or politics. I once had a doctor I really liked and he was he had a great bedside manner. He was really funny. He took his time to listen to what I had to say and he was very knowledgeable and experienced and he would prescribe things medically or Treatment wise, based on what was best, not what he could make the most money on or which pharmaceutical rep was paying for his next vacation. Right. The the office eventually hired a business consultant. This consultant recommended that the office could make a lot more money by keeping the visits really short and getting more people through the office each day. It dramatically changed the way this doctor did business. I lost my trust in him, that he was actually even listening to me, number one, and and that what he told me was really in my best interest. The IRS, for another example, admits that 15% of what it tells those that call in to their helpline is incorrect. (laughs) Other studies have shown that number to be much larger even, but trust is a big thing for most people when when we deal with certain institutions whether it be the FBI or the IRS medical experts or or even our church leaders we want to know what they what that they are coming from a place of help not a political one in in recent years one of these institutions that has taken a big hit in trust is our judicial system. George Soros has spent millions of dollars getting prosecutors elected to promote his woke agenda. We have chronicled here on this podcast some of those stories like Mike Schmidt, for example, the prosecutor in Portland, Oregon. He has said that he will not prosecute those that he agrees with politically and on political issues. Riders, Antifa, BLM, and others, may, they may get arrested, maybe, but even if they do, they are let out of jail without any charges. There's no accountability for breaking the law. I heard it said recently that we are literally turning from a nation of laws to a nation of power. So instead of people obeying laws because they're the law of the land. We have to obey certain people because they have power and they're the ones that get to set the laws. So I found the Kyle Rittenhouse case to be a very interesting one. I have been following it so far throughout the whole trial and even before. I found it very interesting that that Kyle Rittenhouse was even brought up on charges in the first place. I mean, this is the individual, the 17 year old at the time, that was trying to defend a local car lot. He was assaulted by rioters, and in defending himself, he shot three individuals, killing two of them. Video of what happened is out there, and you can see it for yourself. Uh, It really looks like a clear, open, and shut case of self-defense. To hear the prosecution was even going to bring a case to trial surprised a lot of people. Several people donated to his defense fund, including several police officers. Some of these officers were suspended, or some of them even fired for doing so, and, and eventually losing not only their jobs, but their pensions too for that this case also has highlighted just how bad another trusted institution has fallen and that's the news media during the trial i've heard reports of what is happening at the trial and 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 they they are they're so skewed towards the prosecution that you can't e- even see any truth in them at all M- many reports have only commented that the person who survived the shooting was scared for his life after being shot. (laughs) That that says almost nothing about the case. There was no comment that this individual was standing over the defendant, Kyle, with a pistol aimed at his head when he was shot in the arm. So, I thought it would be good for those that have not followed the trial to, to hear just a little bit about the trial. And from The Daily Wire, it says there was there there have been numerous key courtroom moments in the Kyle uh, Rittenhouse trial thus far. Uh, Rittenhouse, for the uninitiated was seventeen years old when he was arrested for fatally shooting two men, as well as injuring a third during unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Now, Rittenhouse has been charged. With five felony counts and one misdemeanor, including first degree intentional homicide, first degree reckless homicide, two counts of first degree reckless endangering safety, and attempting first degree intentional homicide, and possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18. Now, Rittenhouse pleaded not guilty to all the charges in January, claiming that he acted in self-defense. Here is... Here are 13 important moments from the trial thus far that you, you probably need to know. Number one, this man Rittenhouse fatally shot. Um, he he acted erratic, uh, and and he hurled the N word. He he shouted, "Shoot me!" Near a, a gas station, uh, is is what the witnesses have testified. Uh, social media influencer Corey Washington. Uh, testified that J- Joseph Rosenbaum a a man fatally shot by Rittenhouse hurled the n word and yelled shoot me repeatedly near a Kenosha gas station on the night of August 25th 2020 now washington also told the jury that he made a mental note of rosenberg due to his erratic behavior now the day carl caller reported and witnesses tells uh, a witness tells prosecution Rosenbaum uh, yelled uh, fu and and lunged for Rosenhaus's gun moments before the team fired four shots quote when prosecutors Th- thomas binger suggested it was impossible for the reporter richard Guinness mcginnis to know what rosenberg was trying to do as he lunged McGinnis replied with just a great line. He said, "Well, he said, F you' and he reached for the weapon. <laughs> Even NPR had to report that. So it was it was, it was a classic moment. Uh, notably, McGinnis took off his own shirt to um, treat Rosenbaum within moments of the shooting, admitting that that he felt in danger. Number three and and Actually, kind of a weird uh, thing that happened, and an older white male juror was uh, dismissed from the case over a joke that he cracked about Jacob Blake, and and you know, again, not 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 good form here. But the 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 joke the juror alleged said um, something kind of like this: he said, he said, "Why did the Kenosha police shoot Jacob Blake seven times because they ran out of bullets?" So again, not something you should, he should have done. Uh, after the prosecution raised the issue, uh, Judge Bruce uh, Schroeder, who, by the way, uh, the, the judge who was uh, put on the court by uh, by a Democrat, is doing a great job here. Uh, just, I, I think, doing an outstanding job. But he asked about the, the joke, and the jurors said that they had nothing to do with the case, but he was dismissed, leaving only 19 jurors to hear the rest of the case. Now, number four. Never-before-seen FBI video footage revealed that Rosenbaum hiding between a cluster of cars before chasing down Rittenhouse. And this was leading to the fatal encounter. The the footage shows Rittenhouse by himself hastily walking down the sidewalk before uh, Rosenbaum uh, wearing a mask comes out of what the defense has has called a hiding spot between a cluster of cars. After a verbal exchange, Rittenhouse continues in the same direction, and Rosenbaum chases after him. In the image, uh, in the in the image, um, the Kenosha police de- uh, detective Martin Howard confirms on the on the stand that that a uh, person uh, one is is a is actually Rosenbaum, and this and this other thing is this, this other person person two is Rittenhouse. So uh, it, it's very clear on on what is happening there that Rosenbaum was laying in wait for somebody to go after. And in, in this case, it happened to be Rittenhouse. Now, number five, police confirmed that Rittenhouse shouted, friendly, 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 but Rosenbaum continued to chase him. Reviewing uh, witness footage, uh, Kenosha police detective Martin Howard testified that it was correct that Rittenhouse repeatedly yelled a, a friendly and it did not uh, dissuade Mr. Rosenbaum from continuing to chase him down. Number six, Gage Grosskreutz, a man shot by uh, Rosenhaus, He confirms, uh, teen only fired after being adv- advanced on with a gun pointed at him. I mean, he. This is the this is the prosecution's witness, and he makes the defense's case. He says that under questioning from Rosenhaus defense attorney uh, Corey uh, Charoff uh that. Uh, Grossenkreutz uh, testified that Rittenhouse fired on him after Grossenkreutz had pointed his pistol at Rittenhouse. Um, The defense attorney began the line of questioning with a still image of a video showing the the moment when Rittenhouse shot uh, Grossenkreutz, uh, showing um, his arm literally being vaporized, (laughs) as they they put it. In fact, here's a clip of what he's saying on the stand. That's a
1: photo of you, yes? Yes. Okay. Um, That's Mr. Rittenhouse? Correct. Okay. Now, you agree your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, correct? Yes. Okay. And once your firearm is pointed at Mr. Rittenhouse, that's when he fires his gun. Yes? No. Sir, like right now your arm is being shot
2: that looks like my bicep being vaporized yes
1: okay and it's being vaporized as you're pointing your gun directly at him yes yes okay so when you were standing three to five feet from him with your arms up in the air he never fired right correct it wasn't until you pointed your gun at him advanced on him your gun now your hands down pointed
0: at him then he fired right Correct. this should be a closed case right there just with that alone but number 7 rosenhaus trial witness says that persecutors ask him to change his statement to the police this is amazing again th- this couldn't be something that was written in hollywood i this is this is real life stuff and yet it's just amazing some of the things that you see here. Amateur photographer Nathan De Bruin uh, took the stand on Tuesday as one of four defense witnesses called that day. And during his testimony, De Bruin recounted an earlier uncomfortable meeting with the prosecutors, in which De Bruin said that they pushed him to change a statement that he gave to the police regarding another man. This this man was Joshua Zeminski, uh, whom uh, prosecutors have have charged with arson, by the way. Uh, here is the photographer talking about how the prosecutors uh, tried to get him to lie.
2: Um, but I was called down to the district attorney's office. Um, I met with Mr. Binger and I don't remember his name. The individual who's in the blue. Um and we were, I was called into a, a room, sat at a table, um, handed my police statement, um, got to read over my police statement, and then I was asked if I would like to add anything um, to the police statement, and I said I would not. Um, Mr. Binger pulled out a cell phone and showed me a video and also a photo, which was actually one photo that I brought today, and asked me to... If I knew who a gentleman was in that photo, and I said I did not, and he asked me to, or uh, he um, he said this is uh, Joshua Zaminsky. Um, I he Mr. Binger also has a case with him, and I am subpoenaed for that case also. And he says, "Well, that's who that is." He put the phone down. He picked the phone back up and says, "Who is this?" And I confusingly said, "Like." Joshua Zavinsky, and he's like, "Would you like to add that to your statement?" And I just felt I didn't want to change my statement. Okay. And as a result, what did you do? Um, I hired an attorney. And that's Mr. Rose.
0: All right, number eight. Judge tosses curfew ch- charge after prosecution falls short on evidence. Now, this judge, his name is Bruce Schroeder, uh, tossed and additional curfew charge um, on Tuesday ruling that prosecutors had failed to produce any evidence that a curfew had been in place, according to CNN. The judge left in place the uh, misdemeanor gun charge against Rittenhouse, uh, overruling defense's request to have it dismissed. And Rittenhouse's attorney had, uh, they, they've, they've had previously argued that that uh ap- uh, apical w- Wisconsin gun law is unconstitutional, um, according to the Kenosha News. The defense's failure to get the misdemeanor gun charge dismissed is a rare win, actually, in this case, for the prosecution over the past week of testimony. Assistant uh, District Attorney Thomas Binger and uh, James Cross uh, ha- rested uh, the prosecution's case on Tuesday after several significant setbacks. In this case, number nine, Rittenhouse gets called to the stand by the defense and breaks down and and, and actually sobs, uh, shocking some of the legal commentators. Uh, defense called Rittenhouse to the stand on Wednesday. Uh, I was I was surprised uh, and and in recalling the, the the moments leading to the fatal shooting of of Rosenbaum, he actually broke down and he started to sob. Um, Rittenhouse detailed the moments before he he fired on Rosenbaum re, uh, recalled Rosenbaum yelling you know, burn in hell uh, to him and uh, as as Rittenhouse yelled friendly 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 in an attempt to calm Ro- Rosenbaum but uh, he, he he was chased anyway and Rittenhouse described feeling trapped by Rosenbaum and another man identified during the, the trial as Joshua Zaminski uh, who fired his pistol in the air, actually, at the time. The teen uh, said that the man uh, had a pistol pointed at him during the incident. And before describing his his actions to fire, Rittenhouse sobbed uncontrollably, actually, for a little while. And, and, and then they actually took, uh, I think it was like a 10-minute recess, uh, is what they called. Number 10, Rittenhouse reveals Rosenbaum threatened to kill him two times. Before the incident unfolded, Rittenhouse revealed during the testimony that Rittenhouse threatened to kill him two times before the fatal incident on on August 25th of 2020. Quote, if I catch any of you effers alone, I'm going to effing kill you. Rosenberg said the to Rittenhouse and 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 a friend, actually, Uh, on another occasion, he told uh, the two males, I'm going to cut your effing hearts out and and kill you. N words, Rittenhouse said uh, that risen, uh, Rosenbaum did not use the, the term N word. Uh, he actually used the real racial slur, <laughs> but we won't uh, we won't use that here on this uh, family friendly podcast either. Um, all right, and number eleven during a cross examination, uh, prosecution tries to get Rittenhouse to admit he intentionally killed during the riot. Uh, here's a a tense exchange between Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger and Rittenhouse.
2: Everybody that you shot at that night, you intended to kill, them, correct? I didn't intend to kill them. I intended to I intended to stop the people who were attacking me by killing them. I did what I had to do to stop the person who was attacking me by killing them two of them passed away but i stopped the threat from attacking me by using deadly force i used deadly force that you knew was going to kill i didn't know if it was going to kill them but i i used the i used deadly force to stop the threat that was attacking me
3: you intentionally used deadly force against joseph rosenbaum correct yes you intentionally used deadly force against the man who came and tried to kick you in the face yeah correct You intentionally used deadly force against Anthony Huber, correct? Yes. You intentionally used deadly force against Gage Grosskreutz, correct? Yes. With regard to Joseph Rosenbaum,
2: you fired four shots at him, correct? Yes. You intended to kill him, correct? I didn't intend to kill him. I intended to stop the person who was attacking me and trying to steal my gun.
3: Since August 25th, 2020, this is the first time
0: Binger is not having a good trial, (laughs) the prosecutor here. Um, Judge Schroeder admonishes him twice during cross-examination of Rittenhouse. Uh, Judge Schroeder booted uh, the the jury from the courtroom before admonishing Binger for risking a, quote, grave constitutional violation during cross-examination of Rittenhouse. Assistant uh, District Attorney Thomas Binger ran afoul of uh, the judge multiple times while questioning Rittenhouse, and the, the judge scolded, uh, then exploded actually, really, on Binger for uh, commenting on on Rittenhouse's uh, pretrial silence, which uh, risks violating the 18-year-old's uh, Fifth Amendment rights. Um, you, you what what you can't do is you can't say, well, you know, you've been silent all this time until now. How come? You, you know, you must you must be guilty. That's you have the right to remain silent, and we all know that. And and to try to use that against him, uh, it goes against the Constitution, obviously. Uh, soon after, the judge uh, again sent out the jury when Binger began to veer into a line of questioning that that Binger did not um, uh, approve with with the judge beforehand. And Schroeder had had actually suggested that that he would uh, forbid the pretrial hearings. Now. I want you to hear this because, again, you just don't normally hear this in normal trials. But, you know, the prosecution is so far out on a limb, they're trying anything and everything. So yeah, take take a listen to to this exchange that Binger, the prosecution, is having with um, the, uh, the judge.
1: Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I, I was a, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um,
3: uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I so I don't know what you're up to. May fun. Yes. We filed another act's motion on this exact issue because in my mind, and I argue this, it is identical to what was going on on the night of August 25th, in the sense that the defendant was using this exact same weapon. He was using it in a manner to try and protect the property.
1: No, he wasn't.
3: There's, your honor, I, with all due respect- I'm not gonna rehash the motion. That's absolutely untrue. It and is... there's, no,
1: no, no. Your argument's of record my comments are of record, and why I ruled as I did is of record. There's nothing that I heard in this trial to suggest that anything's changed. Even if you're correct in your assumption that you know more than uh, I did at the time, uh, you should have come to the court and say, I want to go into
0: this. Amazing stuff. Uh, and, and, and lastly, Rittenhouse Defense asks for a mistrial with, uh, with prejudice. Following a lunch break, uh, in uh, interrupting Binger's cross-examination uh, of Rittenhouse on Wednesday, the, the defense team asked Judge Schroeder for a, um, a mistrial with, with prejudice, which, if granted, would effectively just dismiss the case permanently. They couldn't bring it back. Uh, the defense is arguing the prosecution was out of line uh, and his conduct was extreme, uh, reported uh, by Fox. Uh, Fox News. Uh, circuit co- uh, Court Judge Bruce E. Schroeder says he will take the motion under advisement, they say, after uh, back and forth with the prosecutor in question. Um, now, the Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger, uh, said, uh, judge adds that he he does not believe Binger was acting in good faith, is what the judge said. Now, there, there there's two important pretrial um, moments that I, I, I think really go to the case here as well. Uh, judge ruled um, that, that the men shot by Rittenhouse couldn't be called victims, um, but, but they could be called rioters or looters if the defense can provide evidence of that. Um, he, the defense, can, can demonize them if he wants, if he thinks it will win points with the jury is what the uh, Bruce uh, Schroeder, Judge Bruce Schroeder said. The, uh, the word victim is loaded. It's a loaded word, uh, Schroeder added, uh, telling prosecution they can't use the word victim to refer to those who were shot. And the other thing is that prosecutors listed numerous um, alleged crimes of the man Kyle Rittenhouse fatally shot, um, and it downplays as irrelevant. I, in other words, during the pre-trial hearing, the prosecution tried to argue that alleged past actions of Rosenbaum had no connection to the deceased uh, being fatally shot by, by Rittenhouse during the riot of August 2020. Uh, att- attempting to illustrate the point that there's no factual uh, commonality between the prior alleged actions of Rosenbaum on the night of the incident to the shooting Prosecution listed off accusations from defense and downplayed the relevance. Uh, The laundry list of alleged past deeds drew shock, really, uh, online, including that Rosenbaum was uh, sentenced to prison for sexually abusing five children, all boys, between ages of 9 and 11. And, And lastly, on October 2020, the Lake County State's Attorney's Office announced that the Gun Rosenhaus uh, used uh, was never carried across state lines. Uh, This is contrary to a lot of media stories that came out there. In shocker, they were wrong. Uh, Quote, there is no evidence the gun was ever physically possessed by Kyle Rittenhouse in Illinois. And this came directly from the Illinois State Attorney's Office. Now, I firmly believe this is a straightforward case of self-defense. The case will go to jury jury uh, early next week, and we'll see if this is an example of our country being a country of laws or if it has become a country of power. And you may agree with me, you may disagree, and I would love to hear from you on that. And of course, you can always uh, send all comments and, and questions to sensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.